Well, hello there. This is Wallace Phillips, and I want to welcome you to the PW Podcast, episode number 12. And I am excited today because I don't have to talk much. Okay. <laughs> I have a dear, dear friend, and uh, her name is Keisha Spivey. She's the founder and president of Ripple Effects, located in the great city of Rocky Mount, North Carolina. Today, we're going to talk to you on the subject of courage. Courage is our subject today. So I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to turn Keisha Spavia loose, and she's going to help us understand the role of courage in her life as an effective Christian leader. Father, in Jesus' name, mighty and strong, we come before you today, God, thanking you for the very opportunity, God, to be able to speak to the world today, to be able to speak into the lives of leaders. Lord, thank you for your anointing. Thank you, God, for the resourcing that you are constantly feeding us, God, with examples of leading others hand-in-hand, firsthand experience, uh, principles from your word, God, that we depend upon, the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for all of these factors in our success today, God. I pray that you would guard our conversation today. And Father, place those persons in front of us who need to hear a tremendous reminder of the value of courage in our life. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. To today's episode of the PW Podcast, where leaders learn to lead. In every episode, you get front row seating to transparent, practical conversations between host Wallace Phillips and successful leaders from the marketplace to the ministry. The result? Your leadership will gain greater clarity, purpose, and charisma. So get ready. Change starts now. Take it away, Keisha Spivey. So glad to have you today. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. When I think about courage, I think about courage as being defined as a willingness to do something that frightens you, something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable, something that may not be natural for you, something that's just a little bit beyond what you have been accustomed to, and it's stretching. And so often when we think about courage, we think about this fearlessness We think about it being something where someone's not afraid. And I don't agree with that. I think we all have things that we face, a natural fear, Mm -hmm. a natural pullback, a natural questioning when it comes. But I believe courage is literally us making up our minds to just do it afraid, to do what may not be natural, to do what may stretch you, what may push you, a willingness to just get out, say yes to whatever it is God has called you to do. Even if your knees are knocking, even if you're doing it with fear and trembling, but just a commitment to walk out that thing that God has commissioned and called you to do. Did my knocking knee hit you right there? It did not. It did not. It did not. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it. Because it takes courage to do what we're doing today. And that that is just penetrating the... Uh, the ears and the spirits of people who are listening who really do need to be reminded. You know, I was reading just yesterday in Joshua, as you well know, what was it, about eight times yes. that God Almighty says, be of good courage, have yes. courage, take courage, yes. you know, uh, because, you know, you're getting ready to walk into a new territory here. You're getting ready to take what I've promised and uh, that's yours. So, you know, um, I think about several examples, I guess, but one of which I would love to just have you address, Keisha. Um, you know, for you, what, what do you think is the, probably the greatest example of courage for you as a minister of the gospel? Mm. Now, you're a female, okay? <laughs> so and I know how 
You know, think about this. I, I've got to say this. Just a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, the Southern Baptist Convention. <laughs> okay? You know where I'm going, right? I know where you're going. The Southern Baptist going. Convention. And I'm sorry, Gap. I'm sorry, Baptist, if you're listening. But listen, the Southern Baptist Convention, I'm going to use the word. It takes courage, but I'm going to say it. Yes. Had the audacity yes. to relinquish their relationship with the le- one of the leading Voices, purpose-driven life, one of the leading voices in America today on purpose in a person's life, Saddleback Church, Rick Warren, they dismissed or brought relationship to a close because they chose to hire a woman on staff as a quote-unquote pastor, okay? Yes. Man, talk to us about courage and, and what it takes, what it has taken in your life to be a leading uh, influencer in the kingdom of God where you live? When I think about courage and being a woman, I think it. I had to be courageous enough to be authentically me. I think, you know, I can look at different leaps of faith. I can look at different things that we have accomplished. But for me to be able to come to grips with who God created me to be, the gifts and the talents and the packaging in which he put me. You know, my ovaries did not catch God off guard. You know, mm-hmm. my skin didn't catch him off guard. My personality did not catch right. him off guard. So for me to become courageous enough to be authentically me, you know, I still have people who want to come to me who debate about women preachers and they want to go head to head with me. And many, many years ago, I resolved within myself to say, who was the first person that ever carried the word? Oh, yeah. And it was a woman. So right. let's let's just stop right there. Mm-hmm. We can we can navigate all day long. So the the Bible has is very clear on God choosing and assigning and calling. And so for me to be okay, um, Pastor Wallace with saying, you know what, I'm in a I'm an, an assertive, visionary, right. A type woman. I don't have to. I've been told to lower my voice. I've been told to, you know, minimize the size of my earrings. I've been told how to carry myself. And each time I was told to diminish the things that make me uniquely me so that other people can be more comfortable. And that's the I mean, really, if, if you if you were to violate that and try to fit someone's template or try to fit someone's mold, man, what a miserable life that would be. And I tried it. I tried it. I remember being in arenas where I was told I was too passionate. You know, you know, why do black women have to be so loud? Why do you talk with your hands? I need you to to settle down. I need you to do this. And I remember being in places and trainings that was trying to literally minimize the bigness of me. And I don't say that, you know, boastfully. I just say the things that God used to make Keisha Keisha. Can I make a confession? Absolutely. Years ago, uh, I've been in ministry 42 years, 43 years. And when I first started out, I was assigned to a church at 21 years old. And this is what I would do. I would get up on Sunday morning, and we lived in a little old 14 by 70 mobile home used in uh, Northampton County. And I would get on, and I would get up, and I would turn on, 21 years old now, turn on Jimmy Swagger, Okay. And I would listen because in those days, he was the height of Pentecostal Christianity in America. And I would listen to him, and I would jot some things down. And then I would be in moments, 30 minutes, I'd be in the pulpit in the church, 
and I would try to pull some swaggered phrases, okay, <laughs> and try to pull some swaggered um, actions and, you know, the way that he presented himself, and I fell flat on my face. <laughs> you couldn't do it. I couldn't, couldn't do, do it. it. You know why? Yeah. Because I'm not Jimmy. I'm Wallace, That's okay? It. And so I can think of how miserable it would be to to live your life trying to fit in someone's yeah. design for you. The Word of God says in Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, Before I formed you, and that's me too, yes. and anyone else as a leader today that's listening, listen, before he formed you in the womb, he knew you and ordained, guess what, you to be a prophet to the nation. So you, the best favor that you can do for yourself as a minister of the gospel, man, woman, black, white, rich, yes. poor, doesn't matter, be the best you that you can possibly be. Talk it. to us, girl. Everybody else is taken. That's right. God can't bless who you pretend to be. He can only bless who you are. And mm-hmm. I learned just in this arena that so many people have settled for becoming cubic zirconium, right. which you can go buy a dime <laughs> a dozen instead of diamonds. How about silicone? Silicone, whatever it takes. We're, we're accustomed to, to becoming a washed out version, right. watered down version. Right you know, medium road version when God says, I need you different. I need you sharp. I need you refined. I need a clarity that can only come from you. I often teach when we're in Kenya how everyone has 10 very unique fingerprints. And that is Mm -hmm. because nobody can touch the world like you. Every time I leave this country and come back in, they fingerprint me because there's only one Keisha. You know, nobody else has your iris because nobody else can see the world like you. So when you courageously step into being authentically you, good, bad, and ugly, touching the world in the ways only you can touch, seeing the world in ways only you can see, then you can courageously fulfill the call upon your life. We all have a destiny. We all have a purpose. Mm -hmm. And as long as I'm trying to be on someone else's track, I'm trying to fill someone else's shoes, I'm trying to be like someone else, then I can never be found faithful. I can't be obedient being anybody else outside of me. And when I talk about that, that is that is courage because I see so many leaders that are copycats. Right. You hear them, the way they dress, the way they talk, the way they walk. They're trying so hard to be like someone else that they are not being true to who God says that mm-hmm. they are. Wow. And, you know, a moment ago when I said you, you be the best you that yes. you can be, the reality of it is, is that everybody in ministry, I mean, myself included, um, we always like to be impacted by someone else's statement, Absolutely. someone else's thought process. Um, and so you take notes down, you, you know, you remember things, you jot things down. Because I remember when I was in Bible college, Dr. Richardson, who's gone on to be with the Lord now, he, he did so much to shape my life. And he said, listen, take this information Make it your version and preach it with power and God will help you. So he said, nothing is new under the sun. Nothing's new. Don't think that you're going to come up with some bright idea about a passage of Scripture that no one else has ever said before. So so you take it and you personalize it. You make it your own. So the message, the truths, the facts, the principles, the precepts coming from my voice will be a Wallace version Coming from your voice will be a Keisha version. Okay? And it'll touch people differently. That's right. It'll impact people 
differently. That's true. We have to just get to a place where you realize that there's there's a niche. You know, people want to know who's your audience. You know what? Your audience is whoever God's assigned you to. You know, when I think about me, I, I had to come to grips one day that everybody didn't like hot sauce. But it doesn't make hot sauce bad. Right, right. But if I'm naturally a little bit spicy, some people like spicy. So I have to be courageous enough to show up with as much spice as God gives me to be and do what he has called Mm -hmm. me to do. And so in a world where people are social media crazed, in a world where the television and Hollywood and everyone's trying to package people into this look, this size, this view, you have to be courageous enough to own your own identity, but you also need to be courageous enough to own your own thoughts. You can't allow other people's perspective to just argue with it. You may agree with some of it, but if it is something that you disagree with, be bold enough to to, to talk about it, mm-hmm. to inquire about it, and to speak your truth. That takes courage. And so many leaders today aren't speaking truth. If we were speaking truth, if we were wow. speaking what the word said, we wouldn't have half the hell going on that oh, we're yeah. dealing with. But we're pacifying stuff because we're not courageous enough to speak truth to power. We're not courageous enough to speak truth to sin. So then what we do is we pacify stuff. We pat stuff on the back and we let people think that that's okay. No, I can love you, but what you're doing is wrong. We have to be courageous enough Mm. to live what we say we believe and to literally demonstrate the truth of God's word. That takes courage in a, in a day and in a time when everybody wants to accept That's and right. tolerate everything. That's true. And you know what? The reality of it is, is our entire foundation is the word of That's Almighty it. God. That's it. In the power of the Spirit of God, yes. that alone lends itself to courage built in. That's okay? it. That's because it. heaven and earth can pass away, but not one jot or That's tittle it. of his word will. That's so. It. So the foundation on which we present ministry, the foundation on which we execute ministry, is the solid foundation of God's Word. That alone should give us courage. Absolutely. And then when we come into reality with what you're talking about today, is being the person whom God called us to be. So I'm sure for you, being a woman, we already talked about the woman issue. What? Well, let's shift a little bit and talk about the ethnic issue. You're, you're a black woman. Okay. Uh-oh. Did you notice that? I'm sorry, you didn't notice that. Black woman. So how... How has that affected uh, invitations, success in conferences, uh, speaking engagements? What have you run into uniquely where if it wasn't for a tremendous amount of anointing and Holy Spirit and courage that, you know, you would have had a crash and burn moment? I think for me, there's still so many people who are um, leery of African-American women, black women, preachers, and I literally, I graduated last year. I got my doctorate. I got a doctorate in ministry. And that doctorate doesn't make me any more anointed than I was prior to getting it. But it's amazing how that doctorate now gives me credibility. And so I get in spaces and places that would normally allow me because I now have credentials. Beforehand, I wasn't welcome in some places. Not that I wasn't anointed, not that I wasn't called, but because I didn't have the paper. So as an African-American woman, 
I literally have to go that next level, that next notch. And I and I know this because I'll go to places and preach and on the they'll have my information and then they'll have all of my credentials, right. all my degrees <laughs> listed on the front of the program, Pastor Wallace. And I the degrees and all, all the listed them. capitals exactly. and then you're down here at the bottom. On the front. <laughs> and it's almost like, let me tell you why she's okay right. and why you can listen to her. She's got papers. Right. And I just I laugh because I, I know what that is. But as an African American woman, I, I go against two narratives. I go against the narrative that's anti-woman, and then you add in that I'm a black woman. And so then you have the stigma that goes along with that. And so for me, I am grateful that God has given me a multiracial um, message. It's not a black right. message. It's right. not a white message. It's not just a man message or a woman message. It's the message. It's right? the <laughs> message, the gospel of Jesus Christ for all. And so it is, he's gifted me. And I grew up in black church. So I was a, I want you, I guess I'm a spiritual mutt. So I grew up AME and then I went off to college and I was a part of a Baptist church. And then I left the Baptist church because I got um, baptized in the Holy Spirit. So of course I didn't get to stay there long. And so I ended up at a non-denomination. <laughs> Did you leave on your own will or there? Well, you know, let me just say how much God loves me. I was pregnant and got put on bed rest. So the Lord lay, get me a back door. Okay. So I just was able to lay on my bed until my baby was born. But it wouldn't have been, it probably wouldn't have ended well because I was a Sunday school teacher. I was a leader. So you weren't going to be to get me and not get that power source. So once I got baptized. And so then I ended up in a non-denominational church. And when I ended up in Rocky Mount, the Lord planted me in a predominantly white AG church. So that was my first interaction with being in a, in a um, predominantly white church. And I was like, OK, God, why am I here? And what he was doing was literally exposing me to all of the, the to the, all of the parameters so that he could fine tune my gifting wow. so that it will have a voice to transcend our lines. Wow. And that's what opened the door to me because it wasn't until I got in the Rocky Mount that I became affiliated with white churches and I started getting opportunities and I was able to start speaking. And once I got one or two, the doors opened up and then I was able to start speaking to multiple crowds, black one week, white the next, sometimes the same day. And the Lord says, I don't need you changing the message. I just need you sharing right. the message. And that's when he started dealing with me, with showing up authentically me. I am a black woman with black experiences, but I also understand that I represent wow. red. My The red comes before my black. The wow. blood is first, and then there's my race. And wow. so being able to teach that message to where I'm not just showing up as a black woman. I'm showing up as a kingdom. Right, right. A, a kingdom citizen right. that happens to be a black woman. Right. You know, you know how I've said that before. I, I get in groups. I think I said it to your ladies the other day when we were chatting for a few moments. I said, I'm an undercover agent sent from heaven to earth with a message of Jesus Christ. I'm disguised as a white man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. You I know, love it. Because on the inside, I'm kingdom, okay? Yeah, kingdom. Th then I get to be white, okay? Yeah. Which I didn't ask to be white, okay? But and, and that's what we're talking about. Listen, we have leaders today listening to us, and undoubtedly we have leaders listening to us riding down the road or either got the iPhone on at the house or the tablet or whatever. And they are they fall in that arena of people who are struggling. Hear me, y'all. They're struggling with the fact that they are a woman. They're struggling with the fact that they are African American. They're struggling with the fact that maybe Maybe they don't have the, the the bachelors, much less the masters and the doctorate. And so they're struggling with picking up that courage mm -hmm. 
to step to the next place. Talk to those people for a few moments. Encourage them. You can do it. I know there are people listening today that thought, well, you know, I listened to her and I, I listened to him and I know them and God's advanced them and blessed them and prospered them, but I just can't even get a leg up here. Come on, talk to those people. I've been all of those people. Mm. I just graduated last year. I'm 50 years old this year. Right. So I started in all of this without the credentials. I hadn't been to seminary. God sent me out there, called me to, to do this work without an ounce of paper. I didn't even have my undergraduate degree at that time because I'm a college dropout. I was till I went back. Wow. So if that's you and you're like, I don't have this and I don't have this and I can't do this. The first thing I want to challenge you is to have a Moses moment. What is in your hand? Right. Stop looking at the can'ts. What can you do? Right. What do you have access to? You know, we were talking about courage and we we're talking about being confident in Jesus and who he's called us to be because he's the great equalizer. I tell leaders, you need to walk with the confidence. That is knowing that you can't, but God can. So it's not necessarily contingent on what you have. It's based on what are you willing to do with what you do have? Are you willing wow. to sacrifice? Are you willing to surrender? Are you willing to, if you need some additional training, are you willing to invest in you and get it? We all should be continual learnings, learners. We should all be increasing our capacity. We don't get to a place on this side of earth that we get to stop learning. So if there are things that can mm. enhance your gifts and enhance your abilities and position you for that next level of success, do your homework. Where are you weak? Because I'm sure you know your strengths, but where are the weak areas right. that are hindering you from advancing? Get you a mentor. And here's the reality. Most of my mentors don't know my name. Yeah. <laughs> I, most of my mentors don't know I exist. You, you get to choose your mentor. I get to choose yeah. my mentor. They don't know me. Right. I chose them between the books that I read, the podcasts that I watch, the sermons that I listen to. I study great men and women of God who I may never meet on this side. However, right. they've impacted me. So right. I allow them before I could go to school. I went to the school of the Holy Ghost and I'm like, Lord, who do I need to study? Who do I need to listen to? And I studied. Even now I think about Joyce Meyer. You can think about her what you want. She was my teacher. She taught me at 18 years old that it was okay to be a woman preacher. Right. It was okay to have a strong voice. It was okay to be heard. And so she has been my mentor since I was 18, 30 plus years, she's mentored me. So who's teaching you? You know, who is stretching you? And then you need somebody in your life who will correct you. Wow. Who is it that will tell you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear? Who's someone that will say, you know what? You're missing it here. Mm. You need to come up higher on this. You need somebody in your life that will challenge you, that you know love you, that you know want the very best for you. Who you can trust. You need people in your ear and you need to be studying what's coming from everybody, the people that God's told you that are your leaders so you can become better. Every one of us should be becoming better versions of ourselves for the call that God has for us every day of our lives. Right. And we don't get a day off. You don't get a day off. That's powerful. You know, I've often said it like this. You know, there's three very important people in your life. Everybody needs a Paul. Yes. Okay. Somebody that's investing in you. That, that powerful mentor that's investing in your life. Everybody needs a Timothy, somebody that you can invest in. Yes. And then all of us need old Barnabas, that's the son it. of encouragement, the one who waves the, the, the flag of confidence for that's you it. and encourages you all along the way. What a powerful understanding today uh, from someone who, you know, listen, ministry for me has not 
than like what ministry for you is. I'm, I'm a man. I'm a male, okay? But I know that being a female in ministry, because we've cited those examples today, could be challenging and could take more courage. And so I just appreciate today, Keisha, you sharing your heart and soul with us. And I would encourage you, if you're listening today, listen, you you may say, man, I wish I could just get a one-on-one with her. I wish I could talk to her. You may be a female listening today. You may be a black female listening today. It doesn't matter who you are. If you would like to reach out to Keisha Spivey, listen, the organization which she and her husband have founded is located in Rocky Mount, North Carolina. We're going to give you the web address um, it's rippleeffectsgroup.com. Did I get yes, that right? You got it right. Ripple, it right. All, spell it all out. Ripple, just like a ripple in the pond. Rippleeffectsgroup.com. We'll put the website on the screen here below so that you can jot that down. Contact them. Send an email. Uh, know this, that a mentor is available to fan the flame for you. You may get a hold of her book. You can get a hold of some of her recordings, the podcast, all of that information is available to you so that you could, you could leave here today saying, you know what? I found a mentor that I think can help me. So we're going to close in prayer today as we, as we bring the PW podcast to a close. I just want to say thank you for listening. Hit the share button, share it on, on some platform with your friends. And uh, remember, it's courage, and you need to have courage. You need to have courage that you don't have is lent to you by the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit. And you can get from A to B to C to D. You will get where you desire to go with God's call and God's plan for your life. Father, in Jesus' name, I just want to thank you today, God, for this opportunity to speak to the hearts of those who've listened today. Lord, thank you for all the men, women who've listened today. Thank you for those, God who have decided today that they're going to step toward a new uh, destiny, uh, an, another step toward their destiny, God, in you to be the person that you call them to be. Yes, it will take courage, but God, you will enable them to do exceedingly abundantly above all they could ask, think, or imagine according to Ephesians 3.20. I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Keisha, for being with us today. And uh, you guys have a pleasant day. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the PW Podcast, where leaders learn to lead with host Wallace Phillips. Thank you for lending us your ear today. Whether you're commuting, at the gym, or on a run, thank you for listening. And please subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information, visit leadersleadlive Till next time.